Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of Mr. Consistent, Jared Bell. This is a podcast where we invite friends of the brand into our studio. We get to know their story a little bit better. We chat all things business, culture, and marketing, all while shaking up a few cocktails. We did it as a half-assed April Fool's joke because last year we said we ran out of lime juice for April Fool's. <laughs> And December rolled around and we actually <laughs> ran our lunges. Welcome to another episode of the Shake Up Podcast. Today's guest, I feel like they're most of the people that come on here are my friends, but this is one <laughs> of my best mates, Brock Nielsen. We've worked together for like... I don't even know. It'd be like 15 years. This guy gave yeah, me my first off. DJ gig. <laughs> <laughs> on and off for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, just a lot of mutual respect and, and admiration between the two of us. Start being, being involved in businesses that have run similar paths, um, but just in different directions. I feel like we've always like entwined, like some yeah, way, shape or form, we'd be able to intertwine our, our goals and our passions and the things the things we love. We're definitely both sick. passionate people and that's something that we I think we said it what like. We've been sitting here for 20 minutes chatting, <laughs> shooting the shit before we even started this thing. <laughs> Turn that one off. Mate, I, for the people at home that don't know you or what you do, you are, it's weird because you're in this like creative industry, like you started out as hospitality. Yep. Um, that's kind of where we met in the nightclub scene. And you've slowly transitioned from hospitality to, uh, I guess, brand, marketing, um, supplying, DJs, music, for hospitality industries. Tell us a little bit about, I guess, your businesses and what you do. Yeah, so uh, as Jared just said, I, I run two businesses, one together agency, one called Creative Cult. Um, the transition happened just, you know, as you grow older, you don't want to necessarily be running nightclubs or <laughs> it's fun while it lasts, yeah. right? Like we had some good times. Like the late nights start to take a toll. You start to knock a few years off your life. You're like, all right, maybe I better <laughs> slow down. Um, and I've always been running events or been involved in music or been the booker of a venue. So the transition was pretty simple for me. It was like, okay, I can just move away. And instead of employing people here to run a bar, I can employ my mates to work in other venues and, and DJ and entertain. Um, through that, my interest has always been in marketing venues and, mar and just marketing in general. Um, so I've always on the side got advised, been involved in, you know, whether it be on the artist side or whether it be with friends in venues or, or clients, et cetera, working with them on getting their events right, getting their marketing right, getting their social, you know, like social media is a big part of uh, my brand as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, I was on social media talking about how to help artists, how to help venues. Um, and that, through that, I realized I couldn't dilute together agency too much more. I needed to sort of move focus and, and keep that on entertainment so people could understand what together agency was. Yeah, and it's essentially a artist booking yeah. um, agency where you go to, you, you've got a club, you've got a nightclub, you've got a, a pub, a, a wedding, birthday party, a birthday party, anything. You can come to you and you will supply a DJ that plays the music that that or a, a musician that plays the music mm. that that person loves and likes. Yeah, we look after everything from, you know, a, a touring artist um, over time that we've had and then all the way down to literally a DJ at the local restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> we, we cover all of that. Um, we've got live musicians as well. And then that, in that I, I was still focusing on and I still have a massive passion and interest in marketing and branding. So we, and a friend of mine uh, was in a, a job that he didn't like um, so he was like, man, it's time. We'd been talking about it for five years. Like literally. I feel like me and you, uh, you, 
like your partner, mm. can we say his name? Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, yeah. Like I feel like, and we've talked about it a lot, and if he listens to this, <laughs> how underutilized his actual talent yeah. is. He's, he's and probably like one of the he, most talented. Their full-time role more so took the energy and the, I guess, the drive out of him. Because like, he would come and film our mine and Tom's DJ um, videos whenever we'd play in Brisbane or whatever we'd we'd pay him and come along we'd get this amazing video and we'd send it to promoters and we'd get book, gigs booked straight off the back of that but it was a fucking nightmare <laughs> to get him out of the house on a sad day to come do a job and yeah, he'd be like flat, oh, flat as attack. yeah like he's he's flat as attack on and now like his true potential is like hyped is absolutely <laughs> come to life yeah he's he's really uh and you know he's not that young uh, now. He's still young. Shout out to because we actually worked with him the other week, like yeah. on on some stuff for here. And I was like, "Fuck, get him in!" Like, and the, <laughs> and the video and the footage and everything is amazing. Like, he he, the day I met him and the first day I saw all the content that he produced, and this is same thing, 10, 12 years ago. I was like, I need to help this guy realize who he can be um, in the industry. And at least be his friend and be involved in 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 that part of his life. And then probably about five years ago, I'm like, dude, we just you need to get out of whatever. Like, I could see what it was doing to yeah. him. Like, this is whatever you're doing is killing you. You need to get out. You are so talented. You're underutilized, and you're just never going to get there doing it there because you're just so. And this happens to everyone. You just get safe in your job. And you're like, I, I feel you like that become cruisy, yeah. and then all of a sudden your weekends. I need my weekends to recharge, and it's like you, you lose that drive to follow yeah. your passions and pursue your dreams. And, and the second, you know, like there was no, there's no bad blood between the job that he left to come work for us. Cause I, mean, I gave him, you know, like, he did amazing work for like, yeah. to be fair, he did amazing work for them mm. and they were super lucky to have him and he was super lucky to have them. You know, there's, there's probably bits and pieces that he brings from that business into your business that are very structured 100%. and, um, um, and they do it. The, the business he did work for do amazing things. Mm. But uh, when you, if, when it's not your own He's, stuff and your own idea, the potential, like, yeah. the potential for him to bring in and run a massive client is just always been there, yeah. and, and he was just being underutilized. So it, it's been easier. And it's like the first pre-COVID coming up at the end of Christmas, we were booming, and then yeah. we had we both got COVID in January, <laughs> and then now on the back end of that, it's booming again. And, and yeah, so that's with him. We work with uh, whether it be a shopping center a big agency, a modeling agency, other artists. Like our interest is to- Give us some clients, mate. Give them shout outs. <laughs> We've got, you know, like um, Neon Model Management. We work with Indrapilly Shopping Centre. Um, we worked with a couple of big source brands. It's just, it's kind of like as soon as someone sees any person in that, this is how good Aaron is. And like this is just turning into an Aaron love fest on this yeah. podcast. But the man and like I knew straight away is like how- can you get more clients through this guy is you just get the first client and then you create a little bit more content than they want. And I go, you give them what they want and then you give them the Aaron video. Mm. So that way they know what they could have had and you give them both. And then all of a sudden through that one client, we get three more that are all in the same business because they're all talking to each other. Have to use this guy. Yeah, you got to use this, this guy. For it's us. insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of, it's been such a really good marriage between him because he can create the content that I need, that I can, that I can explain to people. Like I can't go shoot the video, yeah. but I can tell you what you need. Yeah. And I, then I've got a guy that can literally come take my ideas and that also on his own has his own own ideas and his own creativeness um, to go bring those to fruition. And between the two agencies now, I think, you know, over the next five to 10 years, they're just both. One's, one's already exploding and one's on the way to exploding. So 
Amazing. It's just going to be great stuff. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. And then you guys started like, I, I was like around the COVID time, like um, this episode's going to touch on like a little bit of, I guess, NFT stuff, the old non-fungible token. <laughs> You're the expert on the, the dead set, like <laughs> the friendship, friend, friends, friendship circle expert. <laughs> um, but like you guys started dabbling in that, in and around like that COVID time when there wasn't much to do. And mm. like you, you're somebody who I feel like if I ask you a question and you don't know the answer, you'll go and do two weeks worth of research and reading on it and then come back to me like, That's, this is all the things I know I've learned or I know <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and he's a very similar, but you obviously had a bit of time on your hands in time and you kind of started dabbling in that section. And you are, we've sat in the last couple of days and like you're so knowledgeable on all of it. Yeah, it's it's kind of, and no one, and I'm going to tell you this right now for everyone that's watching, no one's an expert, like in, in crypto or NFT, and people can say they are, but it's still, everything's changing rapidly, constantly. Daily. Yeah. There's just new ideas, new thoughts, new ways blockchains are working. It's just constantly changing. My, you know, in a sense, expertise is just, as you said, come from usage um, and, and just like passion and interest in, mm. in where I feel the market can go with it. Um, and in, yeah, we we started, and I think this is going to be a lot of people's journeys that are in, in NFTs. We started with NBA Top Shot as massive NBA fans. Yeah. Um, the NBA brand worked with uh, uh, a brand called Dapper Labs, and they brought out Top Shot, which is basically like collectible cl- cards on the blockchain. Yep. But they did a really good job of hiding the blockchain, kind of like um, disguising ex- ex- it. Explain the blockchain to me, because that's probably one part that I just have no idea about. Like I get there's a, a like a, an image <laughs> And I get there's a community. Yeah. So the, the blockchain is just everything behind it. So it's like, it, it's, it's an, it's, it's the easiest way to explain it is it's like a, a ledger. It's like an accounting book that sits behind gotcha. everything that you're doing. So every transaction's on the blockchain. Yeah. So the blockchain's going, so a, a particular block stores a certain amount of data. And it's on that certain amount of data is the transactions that are going and the blocks continue to, Expand. to move along yeah. and, and go. And every time it's like your data might be stored on a different block, but it will always be, it's immutable. For the rest of the history of the internet and the world, that data will exist on that particular block. Yeah. And that's, it'll, so it's it's like opening up the history books and being able to look all the way through. Gotcha. So if we were- You're to find the right history book. Yeah. If you had if you had blockchain back in caveman days, we would have every transaction that they ever had to today that we could go and look back at. Yeah. And that's going to be the most exciting things. We can actually watch businesses evolve, money evolve, you know, music evolve, yeah. culture evolve through- the blockchain basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the, the we, we got in through Dapper Labs and, and through NBA Top Shop. Um, and then we kind of realized there was more. Like we didn't, we weren't, we were sort of kind of like dabbling in that for a couple of months. And then we we're like, hang on, there's just more going on in this space that we're not really paying attention to because yeah. we're just so engulfed in what's happening <laughs> in yeah, NBA yeah. Top Shot. So we went um, and started looking around. We got on Twitter. Twitter is where it's all happening if you want to get into NFT and crypto at the moment, you can basically get in the echo chamber pretty easily. You're like a couple of posts and like TikTok, you're, you're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we just started seeing all different things. You know, we, we were probably on, I, I think anyone that's kind of been around has seen Beeple's artwork that sold in December a year and a half ago for 60, I think it was 62 million or something like that. Um, and then Board Ape Yacht Club's come up and they've become really popular with celebrities that kind of stuff was happening just as we sort of moved from NBA Top Shot into there, and we're like, oh, okay, like the market's 
this is crazy. Like there's a lot happening here. Yeah. Um, and celebrities have lots of like when celebrities get around something like that. It starts to pop. When it's footy player, uh, like NFL players, NBA players, they've got a lot of disposable cash. So mm. minting, minting board eight yachts for them isn't doesn't touch the sides sometimes. Mm. Um, where like I look at it and they, like in that time and I'm like, oh, 300 bucks or four, 500 bucks or whatever they were minting for. Um, you're kind of like, fuck, that's going to hurt for a week or two. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and then obviously because they post about it or they've all got to display pictures or whatever it is, you're kind of like, fuck, this thing, like that's when you start to take notice. Yeah, it's they're, they're really becoming the Rolexes of the world. Mm. Not yet, but I guarantee over the next five to ten years people will only be flexing their their NFTs essentially. just And it's like – and it's not going to be, again, it's not going to be for everyone. Yeah. But there will be a large portion of the population that will be like, have you seen my board ape? Have you seen my Azuki? Have you seen my doodle? Like it's just how it will go because the people that are building the communities, are, you know, as soon as you add someone like Post Malone to a to a community who already has millions of followers and they're all going to like, oh, how can I be connected with Posty? Oh, sick. I can just own the same NFT as him basically means I'm him. You know, yeah, it's the same as we cop shoes that we go. It's like Jordan's. like when he did when Post Malone did Crocs, right? Like, and they sold out instantly. Like <laughs> Beaver, no one sold out Crocs. Yeah, it's all those kind of things. It's but exactly like they're the just same. doing the same thing with their with that same community. Yeah, and we we kind of saw that happening, um, and then we're like, man, we just have to get involved. Like, so we both decided on. I just wanted to do content that I'm already doing, which is helping musicians and artists like develop and, and get better um so we just wanted that we created basically an access token yeah so people can come into the community and i link them with <clears throat> so we li- literally did an interview yesterday with a, a playlisting expert for spotify and amazon and stuff like yep. that and 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 then those holders can ask they can send me questions no one else can so everyone that holds their nft can can ask me questions that i can ask the expert yeah um, so they're kind of getting a one-on-one session um, through me gotcha. with, with someone. So that's just like, that's just our project, but that's what we realized by doing that, the utility and stuff behind, like all of a sudden you are opening up a world where it's really difficult in this current world to pr- prove ownership of something or to transfer ownership. Instagram, Pinterest, and like, especially of images, right? Like for somebody like me, who's a graphic designer and marketer, I see our yeah, images you would know it at the heart everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you take an image and I, um, you, like it happened the other day and it was like a, it was a Mr. Consistent cocktail. I knew it was a Mr. Consistent cocktail <laughs> cause I'd taken that photo, but it was on another brand's page that sells a similar product. But I'm like, at what point at like, it, how can I prove? This yeah. Yeah. How can I prove it's mine or how can I prove it is like, I, I know I took the photo, all well and good, but there's a million copies of that photo because we've used it in advertising, we've used it in marketing, we've used it on Pinterest, we've used it on Instagram, we've used it on Twitter, we've <laughs> used it on Facebook, like we've used it in EDMs. Like this thing has been replicated a hundred times. <laughs> like Already just internally, it, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere, like internally, ev- everywhere. It's on posters on the street and stuff <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? But um, people can just take something and there's no, I guess, repercussions or ownership of it or, or whatever it is. And you're right, it's really hard to prove ownership of anything besides a, a car or a house or a, do you know what I mean? Like, but, it, but even those, it's hard to swap ownership of those things. Mm. And that's where the non like NFTs will come into play eventually over time is we'll start to eliminate the friction that there is between owning an item and being able to give 
sell sell or gift an item to someone else because you won't need any paperwork. It'll just be like a transaction. It's in your wallet now. You now own that vehicle. Yeah. You now own that house. You now own that picture. Um, and when we realized that as well, like in this path, we're like, all right, it's all over. Like that's exciting, we need, man. Like we imagine need to go heavy into this. Like imagine I'm like, getting tingles now. Thinking yeah, about like, it. <laughs> like it's just because I just know where music's going to go. Like, and I'm being so heavy in music and having such a, uh, like I'm even getting excited talking about it now. As you can hear me talking, quicker. yeah, yeah. It's like understanding the music industry and having been in it for so long and knowing the foibles and and the the, the things that are always like such a downfall in the music, such a down and like everyone's just down about streaming and ownership. And we've just had such a bad run for like 10 to 20 years that I can see independent artists back in the driver's seat with only like, and it's happening now. Like there are artists right now that had no little to no fans blowing up via just using Twitter, via selling an NFT, by having good music and connecting with and collectors because that's the difference now is you're not just connecting with people that like your music mm. you're connecting with people that believe in you yeah yeah so that's the difference it's not no longer are people that are buying your tickets that are interested in your music they're buying an nft to go i believe i'm gonna like this guy because me personally i love country music but i'm not really gonna go buy country music yeah but i know what a good artist looks like so if i could go invest in that guy's nft knowing that he's a good artist which i would mm. or at least have a an understanding that, you know, I'm going to be closer percentage of being right than I am wrong. Yeah. I can go and just chuck some money at that and go, yep, I believe in that artist. I think in the next decade, he's going to be the next Garth Brooks. Done. And it's and also been a hundred bucks. It's more beneficial <laughs> for the artist as well. Cause you know, like for an emerging artist, the only way to get noticed is SoundCloud, like in Australia, especially is Triple J or Double J yeah. or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like unearthed. unearthed that's it. <laughs> like that, that's kind of it in SoundCloud and um, doing shitty gigs and you hope you get exposed at some point to somebody who right Yeah. And then you go in and you record an EP, an album, whatever it is, and then it goes on Spotify and you make Sweet F.A., on that for the longest period of time, you still have to go and play all those gigs. You can't focus on your craft and putting out new songs because you're trying to just get paid <laughs> from doing gigs at the pub. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like and chasing invoices. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like a. Um, it almost feels like a. It, it's a donation in belief of to that person being like, mm. I'm gonna. I want to be a part of your community. I love your stuff. Here's I'll, I'll mint your product mm. and I'll like take that hundred bucks and get some food and start working on some new music because I believe in what you're doing. Yeah, it's even it's even a way um, like for artists to connect with other artists. Like I've seen NFTs that, um, that adds, you know, utility where studio time. So you can come and record a song with me. You know, yeah, that's cool. You can um, work with my producer. You can work with this per- person. Like it's just, you know, like Gary V has been the massive – massive flagship for the whole space like his utility like his most recent one he did in v friends there was so many bits of utility but like a really a massive one was like a three hour once a year for three years meeting yeah but you can have and then this guy like would change your business yeah like and you can have a three hour one-on-one meeting with him about your business every year so and that's what that that's what that yeah that's what that utility on that that utility yeah Yeah. right amazing and i think it what are the it, it started like it minted for like a couple of ETH, but then right now its value is like 20 ETH. 
And you imagine like, is like you know, in 10 years' time, you you change a business, you sell it, like say you, you mint that NFT, right, with Gary V. You go 10 years of having that or five years of having that meeting, three-hour meeting, and he, he could potentially change business. Like he's done it for lots of people. Mm. You get to a point where you, yeah, where you cash out of that business. You're retired. You no longer need Gary V. You sell that thing for some whopping amount of <laughs> cash, and then that goes to the next person who is who like can a, change their yeah, business. yeah. And that's and that's the beauty. And that that's I was sort of explaining it to the um, to your office here, pre the podcast, and like the easiest way for your average person to understand it. That's a that's a pain in our ass when we're in in the real world is a gym membership. So imagine an NFT as a gym membership. Where you no longer have to fucking deal with a gym anymore. Mm. Where you can just go to the gym. If you want to leave the gym, you're moving house. You don't have to call them up and, oh, hey, I'm, I'm moving, moving house. You're not swap. moving. Don't, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you got to pay this $150. I don't want to pay the fucking I'm just moving, dude. I just can't want to cancel my membership. I yeah. don't want to pay next week. Like, think about how difficult that is for yeah. that conversation. And they always try and get around it. Like, you've signed the contract, blah, blah, blah. There's no contract anymore. I've just got the NFT. Yeah. There you go. Somebody else, someone buy else it, buys sell it, it off you. You just yeah. put it on the the gym marketplace that they've got available for you. That other people can come yeah. in and buy it because they just they don't have to bother selling them themselves, which they can take the time out of now. They don't have to sign anyone up for it because they can just sell it over there on the marketplace. So it's actually helping the business out, and it's helping the consumer out at the same time. Yeah, is there a lot of shit out there? Like in saying there's that, a is there a lot, there's lot, of a lot of people? Be like very giving, careful out there, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm, so I'm not the pipe piper at the moment, but it is there is a lot of garbage out there. That's the that's time. the one thing. Like it's obviously super easy to put stuff up, and I, I've seen artists they'll put one up and it'll sit there for four weeks, and they like they sell out of merch, they sell out of paintings, they sell out of whatever it is, but then they put an NFT up and it'll sit there for four or five weeks. And it, whether it's their current community just hasn't doesn't have an interest in that space, or they haven't educated them enough of why it's important to be a part of it, or whatever it is. But I, I imagine there is a lot of stuff out there where people are just trying to cash in. Like they see the ads, they see the success stories, and they took like ele- this eleven year old made two hundred k on selling his paint. <laughs> like, oh man, there was I think uh, the mo- the most recent uh, good good time story I saw was. Uh, Thirteen-year-old made one point two million selling. Um, I think it was like dugongs. Like yeah, did, that was did, the one I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, she gave half away to charity. Um, so fucking awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but there is, you know, there is a lot to be careful about, and and it's like they have a, a term in NFT land, which and I think it's investing land as well, which is DYOR, which is do your own research. So it's, yeah, it's only take risks that you can. Afford. That you're willing to take risk that on. If you want to, if you feel like that hundred dollars can literally go in the bin, it would never affect your life. I recommend only investing that much, um, but always make sure you're you're looking at the whatever you're looking to invest in. Don't just follow the crowd. Follow your gut. Yeah, you know, if you think something's going to be worth it, and and these are everything I've ever won on in the last twelve months in this space has been something that I'm like in my head. My head's like, you need to get that. Like this makes sense. And they've been the ones that worked. The ones that I've gone, hey, yeah, man, everyone's into it. Yeah, let's go. Have been the ones that have lost. Yeah, because it's like it's one thing to build hype, but it's one another thing to build longstanding. Yeah, continue on the promise that you made, and that and that's a lot of the space at the moment is is promise. You know, you know, it's essentially believing in a promise and then hoping that they deliver. Yeah, and if you can deliver deliver in the space of anyone out there looking to start 
something or, or release some music NFT or or like you guys releasing your NFT. Congrats! Yeah. Um, it's it's knowing you can deliver on your promises before you think about releasing the NFT. Yeah, know it like know it and how it's going to go and how it's planned and. Like a business, it's exactly the same and just have it all structured. I think that's why we wanted to, yeah, that's why we wanted to do, I I don't think we haven't obviously done any education or talked about it to any of our, like we have a, I don't think you need to do, like, I think the space will follow it. Yeah. I think your fans that are interested will look at it themselves. Like I I tend to steer away from trying to educate too many people on on a sense of like one-to-one hand-to-hand combat and like education like you sort of have to supply a certain amount but past that it's like you need the person to sort of tip over the edge themselves yeah i think we want to like when i first like the conversation first came up and i think we've we've released 30 i think uh, like we've minted 30 and this episode when's this episode coming out kirsten next week yeah wednesday so like we did it as a half-assed april fool's joke because last year we said we ran out of lime juice for April Fool's and December rolled around and we actually ran out, <laughs> ran out of lime juice. <laughs> like we had a, like a serious problem in our business. Um, this year we wanted to do something kind of fun that people would be like, oh, is it real? Is it not? Are they have taken the piss? It's on April Fool's. So we've released an NFC, which is a non-fungible cocktail. Yeah. Not a non-NFC. Yeah, NFC. Um, and it's, a, it's literally a bottle of air that you run the um, like a blue light over the top and it tells you what you get, like it's got NFC. Like it's basically we've done a cool bottle that's interactive that you'll keep forever. We wanted to do something physical because we are we are a very physical um, touch-feel style company. Mm. But the NFC or the NF actual NFT that if you thought, fuck, maybe Mr. Consistent aren't doing April Fool's and this is actually <laughs> real, which it turns out it is, it was actually real. Um, we put them up for a hundred bucks each, but we wanted to only do 30 because we know we can manage a club of 30 people and give 30 people an amazing experience. experience. Yeah. And we have, we've got a huge Instagram community. We've got a pretty good TikTok um, community. We've got an amazing, cu- like an online customer base um, community that we c- communicate regularly with through EDMs and birthdays and all that kind of stuff. And we wanted to, Give those people, anyone that kind of sits in those categories, give them the opportunity to be like, oh, maybe they're for real and purchase this NFT. And we actually have had people purchase, I think, so far we're recording this episode, it's been up for three or four hours. I think we've sold about 10 or something like that out of the 30. So people are kind of like, fuck, if this is real, this is going to be sick. We'll we'll never ever... to be fair, we'll never ever take your money and give you nothing. We'll (laughs) always over... The the, the value already on it... um, I looked at like when we we, we were literally because I helped them and advised um, through the yeah. stages is 10x what the cost is. Like, yeah. You, you know, the the merch, the discounts, the birthday gift, like all of that stuff is is exponentially larger than the $100 that you'd spend. So without anything really happening, like I think you've promised some other stuff like potential to have event passes and stuff like yeah. that. Without any of those ex- added bonuses, you're already in the green. Yeah, the, as, va- as the value. Yeah, the value we after want, one yeah. year. You know, you go into two, three, yeah. four, five years. You, it's out of control. Yeah, the hundred bucks that we set it at was to um, give people like kind of make people think a little bit harder. Like when we release a product, our bottle's thirty bucks. Like all our bottles are thirty bucks. We wanted to release it at a price where people are like fuck, maybe they're serious or 
maybe they're just taking the piss and it's a bottle of air with a blue light label, you know. But the the one thing we wanted to do was overpromise on what you spend that hundred bucks, what you get for the next year in that community mm. will be valued at probably five, six hundred, probably a thousand, mm. like knowing us. Um so and we wanted to test the waters, I guess, and see how people interact and communicate and get to know the space a little bit better before we do anything more. It's a in big endeavor, man. Like you can you can make a lot of missteps as a brand really quickly um, in the space because yeah, there's just not enough. You know, you know, like I'm in the echo chamber with my friends. Like you know, Aaron's majorly into it. Mm. And I've got like two or three other mates that are majorly into it, and we all communicate. And sometimes I forget. You know, you you walk out of that room. And I'm in the wide open world and there's I can't talk to anyone else about it because they're just like, well, I don't understand it, don't want to understand it or actively hate the space because they don't understand it in the first place yeah. or have or want, or want to understand it. So it's kind of like you, you're still really early. So I think what you're doing is, a, you know, kudos. And we talked about that, you know, in our first meetings. It's like testing the waters and building that, um, building on the promises, which is what we are just saying. Is is only going to help a business, especially with you know the access to from you've got so you know diehard fans of this brand already that yeah. are, that are keen to be more involved, um, and then things like NFTs and, and mem- memberships like that where it just can open up to a whole new world and new experiences. It's just going to connect you better with your fans. It's, it's sick. I'm actually excited to see where it goes because the one thing we do do. Well, here I, I feel like is talk to our customers and let our customers know what's going on and what we're doing and the events and like we are working as hard as we've ever worked to be a part of festivals this year. Like we've just signed a contract with Groove in the Moose, so we're going to be at all three Groove in the Moose, and we have loads of GA passes, AAA passes, you know, like and we've got bars at every single one of those things. We're at F one in three weeks, um, like w- that we massive, have massive like passes too, that like. We're working on other, obviously, loads of other festivals. This is turning into a consistent flex zone now. Yeah, but like we want, <laughs> we want to give people like we yeah. want to like the you reason don't want to hold on to them. Yeah, yeah. We, the reason we're doing these things is because we want people to go to those things and enjoy our product at that festival. Like, there's no point in giving holding on to ten GA tickets and giving them out to my mates. I'll give look one after the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah the boys. Yeah, <laughs> but. but <laughs> They're the ones that rock up here and be like, oh, hey, boy, can I grab a yeah, yeah, box yeah. or whatever? They're already getting looked after. <laughs> They're, They're already getting, getting looked, looked after. after. Like this is we want to give back and we want to do more and have them more people more involved in our business. So it is an exciting um, an exciting chapter for us, which is pretty cool. And just, yeah, again, just harping on that ability to then for someone, again, after one year, they, they feel like they've got enough value. They're moving to another country and they can't be bothered sorting out with missing assistance. They can put that NFT on the market and have sell it off to someone else. So it's it's just removing the cut, you know, that that need to have someone managing all those things. Mm. And the customers and the fans can relate to each other and build their own community in a sense on the side by just trading yeah. and, and passing along these NFTs. Shit, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> it's a gnarly space, right? Like the amount of um unknown and unexpert, like you see loads of Instagram people giving advice and it's like who you got to pick. No one's an expert. Yeah, no one's an expert. Like Fact. you just take all of the advice and um, pick and choose what you want, whatever feels right. Like I watched a lot of podcasts with somebody like Logan Paul who has a huge bank account <laughs> and he, he chooses his based on actual artwork that he likes. He doesn't choose on um, like the community kind of stuff. Like he goes, I like that 
piece of art. I'm going to buy it. Do you think there's a part where the people that are choosing like that will actually, our houses will become more futuristic in being able to display those things? Like I, I probably Fact. wouldn't. Yeah. That's the one thing. Like I, I've got one of those um, TVs that you can put your artwork on or whatever it is. Like I, I love it. I, it sits on the artwork more than I watch it. It, it um, And this is something, again, I thought about because we with collecting on Top Shot, I'm like, because I actually have in real life in like basketball cards yeah. and I've got Top Shot cards as yeah. well. And I was like, where's going to be the marriage? And it happened really quickly in the first couple of months of Top Shot blowing up is they'd started developing these boxes that you get that you tell them you prove ownership. Yeah. So they've got to have access to your wallet. You show them. They know it's yours. They, yep, cool. You pay the money. They then send you a box with the frame in it. When you literally open the box, it turns on and it can't be changed. So it, whatever the light, like that light, it's got a ridiculously long life battery involved for the yeah. stuff, the LED, because we've we got that kind of technology now. And you just put it on the wall and that's you. Wow. Or you put it on your table and that's your card. And, and it can't be, there's no way you can program it to be something different. Yeah. It'll only display the card, card. the video that you've given them. What happens when you sell that <coughs> NFT? Well, you can still, you know, you like still that's, the, the, that's the yeah. thing that can, they haven't really gotten around yet. But, yeah. but that, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to get big in the art world. Like when we can, when we can get, it's more about DPI, you know, like being able to display the art in, in its truest form. There's one guy, Daniel Arsham or Arsham, I think he is, is a New York artist. And he made one that decays over 75 years. Like you put on your TV and you turn it on or you get a screen that's like the, he only had one of them, but the, he's got massive collectors, right? Like massive collectors. And you you would buy a TV or some sort of screen specifically at huge, huge capacity to display that thing in high res. Mm. And you just turn it on and then you, you watch storms come through, you watch rain come through, you watch the sun come out. And this piece of art, is it's like a, almost looks a little bit Stonehenge-y but it decays over 75 years. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down, <laughs> but it decays over 75 years. Like that's fucking yeah, pretty they've, cool. They've got a lot of, a lot of um, the artists out there are really working with, yeah, timed art. Mm. So it can, it, it changes as night, night rolls in the day and stuff like that, which is just, you, you can't even explain how it works. It's just, it's so amazing. Technology's insane. Eh? Yeah. And that, and that's, that's the leap that it's really making with the digital world. It's like, People in – because it's just so foreign to us all right now because we haven't really been, like, chucked into the middle of it yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's still – we're not really used to it, but that is – this is what digital will bring to the space, it, like, bring to our world is, like, adding on to, not taking away from. That's what people keep on confusing. It's like if you're a music artist, you don't need to, to only go and, and do music NFTs. You can still upload to Spotify and release your stuff on on, as an NFT. Yeah, yeah. It's not an either or, it's an and. So like you can still collect real life art and still collect digital art. No one's stopping you from doing either. You don't have to be for or against either. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, cool. I think like you just said, I want a really fucking sick decaying art piece that can only be displayed digitally. Sick. And I want the Mona Lisa. Sick. Yeah. You know, like there, there's just, there, it doesn't have to be one or the other. There's space yeah. for everything. Madness, man. I love it. It's so good. The um, I, It's kind of, I feel like, 
the easiest way to explain the technology advancement is like back in the day, right, you get paid into your bank account and you wanted to go get petrol. You couldn't transfer money at the pump. Do you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> how, badass. like that's, we're only like- Yeah, a decade only, into that. Yeah, a decade into that. Like <laughs> I remember I'd have to ring mum and like, hey, can you transfer money into my bank account? Because- like there's none in my bank account to be fair <laughs> when I was you know 20 15 20 years ago and she would jump on the internet and it'd be dial up or like really slow um internet and she'd have to go in and then transfer it and then you would hope it went through quickly because normally if you hadn't transferred to that bank account it would take three days like this is the advancement of how quick things happen and like I'm Just somebody the ability to transfer money quickly between your bank accounts I I go to the petrol pump and I literally walk into the petrol station transferring money from like my every savings time, and my billing time. account to whatever. I'm like, fuck, I could have just transferred like 500 bucks for the week and just dealt with it and just known. But then I don't know. Just you, you, yeah, but you get, you just get um, used to it. I you get used to it and you become accustomed to being able to do things quickly and change things around and move money around and, all, and yeah, people, asset. People forget, man, like 18, I had a, uh, like a phone like this, like massive. Oh, it was a flip. I was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a yellow flip phone. Well, I'm a little bit old. <laughs> but, it, you know, like just, just that progression, I think I was, I was, so I've been on the internet literally since there was dial up in Australia, um, which is why I'm so heavy into mm. technology. But it, it, it's only 20 years, like 20, like 20 and a bit years that and just that dial up has been in your house in Australia. And now we're, 10, 20 years later, we're in a space where now digital, we can create decaying digital art to hang on your wall. Yeah. That's FYI, MBN, my internet is slow as shit. It's here. still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> internet in Australia so is still the slowest in the world. I don't even have cable. <laughs> I'm running on an ADSL switch. This building is running on an ADSL switch that they switched to NBN. And it is like, sorry guys, there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I said, it's 2022, man. Come like... <laughs> And that's, and you know, like eventually we'll all be running off satellite internet. Like that'll just happen over time, but it can't happen quick enough. People, me. people really forget the leaps and bounds that they've just become adjusted to already. Like yeah. you just think of my, my dad who's 75, God bless him, only just started using the iPhone. So that's, what is that? 10, 12 years into the iPhone coming out, touch phones. Yeah. So you think of that leap that happened where none of us, mm -hmm. everyone was like, so against iPhones, like no one understood it, except for kids at yeah. the time. And now, social media was around the same time that all happened, and people were still against it. And only now, same thing. Those people in that window that were early against it, only now are they all using social media. It'll be another ten years, mm -hmm. as I just said, five to ten years where we'll all be sitting around. And everyone that was like mm, NFTs, yeah, all the oldies are moving from Facebook to Instagram now. <laughs> it's like that transition yeah. right now, yeah. and it, it'll happen because. It'll have, I can, there is no space in the world where I can't see this technology isn't usable from like, imagine where COVID had come in. It is so easy to like, I hate to tell you government to fake the pass. I've been offered three different ways to fake like vaccination passes. It's, it's the easiest thing in the whole world mm. in Australia to fake a vaccination pass. What wouldn't be, what would be really difficult to fake would be having that on the blockchain. So if every person that got vaccinated was administering an NFT, it's immutable. You can't fake it. The data's the, the data's, data's there. somewhere, yeah. It would be you'd be immutable. You could only prove that you've got it through this thing. That's it. But we're not thinking like that. We're still thinking in this 
That's the one thing state. that. That's the one thing that. Sign a sign a paper. Show yeah. you a bit of paper. I I'm think like, that's the thing that annoys. Print it me. out and fake <laughs> PDF. I can edit a PDF. That's the one thing that annoys me between, I guess, in Australia between states is the like the licensing um, thing. You know, if you in New South Wales or Queensland, like Queensland have just brought out um, or are working on bringing out digital licenses. So you still have to carry your wallet everywhere because you have to show your license when you're driving, you get pulled over. I whatever. forget all the time, dude. Yeah, and, that's <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. I, when we moved to New South Wales, I had it on my phone. Like I, I went and then I came back here and they were like, but then in New South Wales, my license, I've got um, motorbike, jet ski, boat and normal license. When I moved to New South Wales, everything's in one on Queensland. You move to New South Wales, you've got to pay – uh, another license fee for your motorbike, you got to pay another license fee for your marine license and your normal license fee. You come back to Queensland, it's all in one. Like the the technology that is available is not being shared between states. Like there's a real disconnect there of having all your licenses in one go and then in New South Wales being able to have it on your phone and walk into it, like just having your phone walking into if you get ID'd or whatever it is. Not that it happens to me anymore. <laughs> bit old, bit yeah, grey. Still a bit older, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, or like glimmer in the yeah, eye. Yeah, when you scan into a venue or something like that, like the technology isn't being shared. I feel like, and that's probably the one thing that, that even internationally, NF- yeah, the NFT space is everyone's using the same Open technology. Source. Yeah, everyone's using that's the same the technology. Word. Everyone's using the same shit. It's a it's a very even playing field. That that's and this is I promised myself, you know, in the because I never jumped on Facebook, I never jumped on Instagram, even though I had a similar understanding and belief of them. Um, TikTok, even though I knew I was still slow, um, and I probably promoted it for three years before I like I promoted to every artist and saying this is you should I can see it, it's the next thing. Yeah. Um, before properly starting to use it, and now I'm behind, but still growing on it. Um, I promised myself because of TikTok that the next thing I saw and believed in. I wouldn't sit in the back seat anymore. I'd be 100%. That go was, for it. Yeah, that was with NFTs. I just I can see where the technology is going to go and I've got absolute belief that it'll it'll revolutionize the music industry and that's just one part of the world. Yeah. It'll do that to countless things just on as I said like when you can and you know the governments are obviously going to fight this from very tooth and nail um and there'll be regulations and things that come in place but when I can sell a house without a real estate agent and just go, the house is yours. I've just dropped the NFT contract in your in your wallet. I sold my house See without. You later. I sold my house without a real estate agent. <laughs> and the, honestly, the um, the difference in like we obviously had a surveyor do the um, contract or whatever, but you're a bit more organised than I am, side. But um. <laughs> it, it's more so like the um, like we knew what we wanted to sell it at and we just weren't like we didn't have to go through the manipulation of oh this is a pretty good deal you should take it it's like well man this is what this is what we're willing to say no man there's not much like do you know what i mean like that manipulation where and i I hate it i hate it it so much um like i'm confident enough in my ability to have that conversation with somebody versus having to rely go through a, a third party to have that conversation for me yeah I, I see where they do fit in when people don't like they can get more for people or whatever it is. But some people I don't want to really talk to other people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And but I think there's definitely merit in um, making things a lot easier. You know, like and and that you're right. The government will fight this. Think of the paperwork. Fucking to f- just swap cars. Oh my god. 
I, I, I literally roll over in my grave every time I think of like swapping a car or buying a new car. It's and I think that's why people get stuck with shit like either um, like selling a house or selling a car or sell, selling anything that has a um, like rego or you pay tax and rates on or anything like that is an absolute nightmare. It, it, the paperwork and you forget to you forget to sub- they forget to submit their paperwork and they get a speeding fine in the mail two months later because they didn't do their part. But it's mm. like well, fuck, I did my part. Like why am I being punished? Like now I've got to go to a JP and <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just the rigmarole that comes with it that when it's not a threat, like it's not a here's an apple I want to pay. For yeah, 20 cents for this app. Here's 20 like bucks for my app. Here's whatever it is for this. Mm. And it's a, it's not transactional. It's like it just drags on and on. And then that person's got to change their um, their mail and the mail keeps coming to you. <laughs> you can go on and on. Do you know what I mean? But like there's so many things that in that transactional period that could be like, right here, this person now lives at this address. All mail doesn't go to this house. Yeah, yeah. you'd have like to, to really to think about it really quickly is you would just have a back end to your wallet that can only the government can access. Yeah. And that would just have all your private details on it. And I was sure it's open to fucking being hacked, but have my address, have my name. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you can literally, the amount of times I think the people in this building have all been hacked different ways with passwords, social media, credit cards, emails, people credit take, cards, yeah, all that kind of shit. It's going to happen for the rest of the digital landscape that we live in. It's just, that's it. Mm. We can't avoid it. There'll be safer securities slowly put in place, but there'll be better hackers and they'll be smarter scammers. It's always going to happen. You just have to be alert enough to understand how to protect yourself from those things. But that's how easy it could be. It's literally a back end to your wallet, like your crypto wallet, that the government can see. It's Once the NFT is in your thing, they see that you now own that vehicle. They now know that the mail goes to that. Really, they should be stop fucking sending post mail. You idiots. <laughs> Send me an email. If you don't have an email registered, they ping you and say, get an email. And they just send you your rego. And then, and then they take the rego. Even better, just take the rego money out of my wallet. Stop making me send it to you. This is the next thing. Is there insurance on being hacked in that space? Um, I haven't looked into that. So that's something I should definitely look into. But they're the first. So this is something that's interesting happening because I know how Wild Westy it is. Like people need to really be safe out there. Like in the real world, if you go and buy money for a product, um, and I mean, NFTs are still the real world, but I'm just digital versus, you know, in yeah. real life. Um, you can, the potential to take someone to court is very easy because you go, I got proof of purchase. I purchased this. That's the person that I bought it off. Yeah. Get me the product. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've screwed me. Whereas in, in crypto and NFT, it's kind of, you know, docs and non-docs people. Like you kind of, do, sometimes you can be dealing with something you don't know at all and then their ability to just take your money and leave. High, yeah. So that's why I talk about delivering on promises being such a big part of the space, is because sometimes you're really dealing with the unknown. Yeah. So if you can watch them deliver on promises, you go, ah, the trust starts to build up, and you're like, yeah. I believe in this person, I'll invest. But they just literally a week ago put the first, I think, like three 21 year olds in jail over um, scamming a whole bunch of people. Yeah, right. Where they they delivered a product, didn't deliver it, like they. Put out an NFT, didn't deliver anything, and just took all, like took it's called cash. a rug pull. Yeah, yeah. They just took the cash and, and walked away. But they they had enough of their ID there that people could identify them. Yeah, and they they got caught. But um, <clears throat> there I presume that there would be some kind of insurance, mm-hmm. and I know that I know for a fact they are working on a couple that I've heard of, but I don't know if there's one out there. Yeah, yeah, because that's the part that would make 
be nervous. Like if you if you are, and it does. That's yeah. It's, it's going not into that space. It's like well, that we just got hacked and we lost. Like so, took somebody came into my wallet and took my NFTs, and yeah. I've got no proof who did it because it's a online person who has no idea attached to their profile. And, and don't be mistaken, it's happening every single day out there. Like it is still a very new, very scary space, and that's what isn't driving the masses there yeah. straight away. The mo- like the potential to make money is driving some people there, but the need to be safe in what you're doing, two-factor authentication, keeping passwords off offline. Yeah, you know, there's there's cold wallets now as well, like they're called ledgers that you can plug in to your computer, and then so all the data, so it doesn't store the NFTs in there; it just stores the data. Yeah, so no one can pretend empty your wallet in a sense because gotcha. they can't actually really access the data. So the data is sitting the here. The data is unplugged basically. Yeah. yeah. The data is offline so they can never steal from you. So there are safe, easy safety measures that you can take. Gotcha. The biggest thing I can recommend for anyone that's that's in that kind of space, be very wary of anyone DMing you. Be very wary of emails. Like I now and before NFTs still get 20 scam emails a day. To my original they come in hot. So I, I was in the car the <laughs> other day worse, and someone Telstra, rang me. It's like MetaMask, yeah, <laughs> everything. I get them from um, like oh, phone calls. I get phone, phone calls. You know a day. the phone calls, and they're like, "Hey, we're um, you've got an overdue account with somebody you don't have an account with. Please press one um to enter in your credit card details to confirm that you you are the owner of this account." And I'm like, my daughter's four in the back seat, being like, "Dad, is that?" I was like, "It's just somebody trying to take my money." And she's like. Is this another person trying to take your money? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like the people are so weird. It, like, it's almost like a G up now. How bad they are at scamming. It um, and no, but like as much as we laugh about it, those people are winning. That's why they continue oh, they, to do yeah, it. They continue to do it. So it's just naive. it's just about being very aware um at all times and not believing at face value what someone's telling you. Yep. And and doing again, do your own research into if someone's communicating you something. Don't click on any links. That's that's like the biggest safety measure. If they direct you somewhere, just go and Google that address. Yeah. Go to that address. Don't click on the link that they've given you because a link can literally download code to your computer and they can hack your computer. <laughs> or they or it can trace your keys. Like so like, you know, you trace your passwords, your, your yeah. keyboard, whatever yeah. you're doing on the keyboard. So any any kind of malicious links are, are, are the key to getting your wallet emptied. Yeah. Basically. And it's happening. You know, there's there's guys losing losing two or three board apes out of their wallet, so like hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars really? losing in a second, like real kill yourself kind of stuff. So it's yeah. like it does happen, and you need to be very safe. But to be safe is really easy. Like that's the thing. Like there, it's really scary, but to to not make those mistakes is super easy. You just don't click on links. You just don't like unless it's your best mate and you can see it's them. Yeah, yeah. You just don't believe. Stay away from them. Yeah, you just you just go. It's great. I don't know you. Why would I click on that? No thanks. Bye. Yeah, good. And you've got a um a podcast like that you guys oh, talk yeah. about it. What as well promote it? Yeah, give us the <laughs> give us the um. So I actually run a podcast with Aaron and another friend of ours, uh, Jai. Um, we focus on music NFTs and just where we think the NFT industry is going to take music yep. in general. But we also talk about things like we just talk about like safety in the space. Um, how you can start your own project, how people like marketing trends. Yeah, we see just stuff that really interests us in the yeah. space, and it's called the NFT project. You can find that on any streaming service. Um, we at the moment it comes out Mondays and Wednesdays in Australia. Double uh, up, yeah, two a week. 
Yeah, we only do – we make them digestible. So, like, generally we aim for 20 minutes, but yeah. lately we've been getting up to, like, the 40 minutes because we, <laughs> we tend to yak get a bit. Get deep, hey? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but, yeah, we try, and, we try and keep them just easy breezy, like 30 minutes is what we aim for. See. Mm. Go have a listen. Where else can people find you? Um, to get, at, obviously at Brock Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, my Insta is at Brock Nelson, but um, my, my pr- pride and joy is obviously Together Agency, so yeah. you can find that at Together Agency AU. It's uh, – and then cult, creative culture is also oh yeah so creative, creative creative culture, culture. creative cult au they're all on TikTok as well so yep. TikTok Instagram whatever you fancy yep. go give them a follow have a yeah. listen if you are interested download if you got <laughs> questions buy his token <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can come on come on my NFT project there you go thank you so much for coming in man I really appreciate yeah. it and obviously I've learned Great chat. I've learned a lot today which is pretty cool but um, I'm excited to see where our space goes and I'm excited to continue working with you on on that space and see what we can make of it mate you as I said uh, before like the the fan base I think I was looking at the Instagram comments as you said it just launched yeah um, and I was looking at the Instagram comments and people are already collecting your bottles now yeah you release different bottles and I was saying to everyone in the office and like you even have a space now where you can release different shaped bottles and people want to collect those and then we when you're in that collector's heads nfts are just some you know sub sub for the pile like people are going to want to collect yeah. those. so i think your fans are already there and it's just going to be like showing that proof of like we want to connect with you we love you thank you so much and they'll all follow and you'll have a lot of um joy and and you know engagement with your community through Mate, we love it. That's, like that's the, the shit that puts smiles on our faces every day. You know, people. Um, it's seeing photos of people drinking the stuff, enjoying it. Like that's <laughs> so, the shit so that, many. Good. Man, that's the shit that matters. You know, like <laughs> cocktails are a man, are meant to be about a good time, and you usually drink with friends, especially my drink. Yeah, you usually drink <laughs> when you're having a good time. Like nobody ever like had a margarita and was like, "Fuck, this is the shittest <laughs> night ever." Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's like. All right, it's good. Like espresso martini, like you have one of those, you're like, fuck, we're on here. Let's go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's always like, it's always on the up. It's never on the, like, you're sad, you have a margie, you're feeling good again. Do you know what I mean? Like it's never on the, oh, I'm so Tequila's sad. Tequila's never yeah, a bad time. Oh, this margarita made me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. So anyway, thanks so much for coming in, man. Cheers, it's been buddy. a pleasure. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Go show the Shake Up some love and stay connected. Don't forget you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Also, jump over to our Shake Up Cocktail Gang Facebook page where you can find out who's coming up on the podcast. And if you've got questions for them, I'll ask the bloody questions. You can also use the code SHAKEUP for 10% off on mrconsistent.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember, shit, that's fresh.